The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews of the following program are solely of the individuals and are not the views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid Coven, the unofficial American Horror Story Coven internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Wednesday, November 13th, 2013, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Here on Are You Afraid Coven, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the hit FX series. You're going to get all of the biggest news regarding American Horror Story Coven, much like the casting scoops, the episode titles, ratings reports, and spoilers. You're going to get that during the latter half of the show, but don't worry, we're going to warn you with a spoiler alert. So please welcome my co-hosts, my fellow Covenites. We'll start off with the one that wasn't here last week, Darielle. She was out uh, tricking and treating. Hey, (laughs) y'all. I'm back. From outer space. <laughs> Next up, we have Miss Kitty. Cat's meow. Hey, what's up, guys? We need, <laughs> we need, we need to find Misty Day to revive her. so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm trying to smash on these chips. Like, <laughs> on the She's DL. Because she, today she was twirling with Misty Day. Oh, I don't <laughs> have time for that. Fuck you guys. <laughs> And last but not least, we have Mr. Superstar himself, who uh, last week was fond of a good tea party, Deadly. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> with did lemon cookies. With lemon cookies, yes, I did. Yeah, the biscotti. Biscotti. Biscotti is <laughs> I saw some tea and I totally thought about you, Deadly. <laughs> Now, when you sip the tea, pinkies up or pinkies down? Pinkies always up. That's the proper way to do it. When in doubt, pinkies out. SpongeBob <laughs> yes. taught me the best. <laughs> Who drinks tea with their pinky turned down? <laughs> Savages. <laughs> like, like, think about it. Like, who? who's... Whatever. Barbarians do it. Myrtle exactly. Snow. Myrtle Snow does. <laughs> she looked like she got her shit turned all the way the fuck down. She I does. love a good crumpet. It's I love a good crumpet too, though. Tea and crumpets. I don't even know what a crumpet is. Google I know baby. a girl named Crumpet. <laughs> Moving right along. Tonight we're going to get into episode 305, which was titled Burn Witch. Burn. And it aired on November 6, 2013. And we're going to start off as we usually do by reading the press release. These press releases are very short, so. Here you go. Besieged by Marie Laveau's army, Zoe unleashes a new power. Fiona and Myrtle clash over control of the coven. Madame Lalaurie is confronted by old ghosts. So I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode. Once the credits rolled, what'd you think? Without getting too spoilery, because we're going to 
delve deeper into the episode in a couple of minutes. So, Darielle, since you weren't here last week, we'll start off with you. Within watching the first 10 minutes of the episode, I couldn't do it. I, 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 I will. You would not be able to marry one of Madame LaLaurie's girls. Exactly. Like, I, I was there. I, I watched it. I saw the first scene. I didn't watch the rest of that scene. I had to go find something productive to do because it was just very cringeworthy and I hated it. It was just, it made me uncomfortable. I know we always say that, but this was just, this was beyond uncomfortable. This was just gross. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was bad. It was all bad. Miss Kitty? Well, the beginning scene, like, I liked it. I saw my friend with the without the face make a comeback. And that was interesting. I just, I don't know. Anytime it just comes to her story, I'm going to have to agree with Darielle that it's just very, it makes me very uncomfortable. And it makes me feel funny. And it makes me very angry. So I like the scene, but I just thought it was really fucked up on the way, like, she treated her daughters and told that slave to break her leg if she has to. That was really fucked up. I'm a, I'm going to get her. <laughs> and a little dog, too. What'd you think, Deadly? Well, best episode this season. I, I just really loved it. Especially, I loved the way it was filmed. It was like a kind of like a cloudy lens they used like through the first half of the show and just just real eerie especially in the hospital scenes yeah it was almost like a hype williams music video with all the fisheye lens you guys are fucked up bust a rhyme should be getting credited right now you expected like missy elliott to come through the hospital get your freak on go get your freak on and not to mention not to mention better zombie kills than the walking dead this season okay I didn't didn't know how to feel about that I hope are we gonna talk about that because I got some stuff we will in a couple minutes okay (laughs) I thought it was a pretty good episode it's a very strong episode like I said last week I love whenever American Horror Story does a Halloween centric episode and sometimes they do a two-parter and I definitely think this one lived up to all of the Halloween episodes that we've seen in the past and yeah there was a lot of stuff that happened and we're gonna be talking about it right now so i'm not gonna get into it so let's start off with our dissection of the episode and i think i'm just gonna split the episode in half much like zoe did to one of the zombies and uh, we'll first start off yes we'll first start off by talking about what happened uh, at the actual Miss um, um, Rebichaud's Academy. But uh, before we get into that, we'll start off with the little flashback that they had at the beginning of the episodes. It's uh, All Hallows' Eve in New Orleans in 1833. Madame Lalaurie is throwing one of her fabulous parties. And um, there's this uh, gentleman that arrives with his son and... The son is there to meet Madame's uh, daughters because the Madame is trying to find a potential husband for one of her daughters whose name is Birgitta. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. So ratchet. But uh, yeah, Birgitta is... I think it was um, Bokito. That's what I. That's what I kept hearing. Like, I, heard I swear Bokita. to God. Yeah, I, I heard, heard something. 
ratchet as fuck. I thought I she, thought it was Borquita. I thought it was Marquita. I don't know. I thought it's either B or P because she was like my my Poquita, and I was like, <laughs> damn. I was like, that is by far the most ghetto name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I got a sister who has oh, a capital goodness. Z in her name. Oh. <laughs> and I was yes. like, damn, that takes the cake. I think it's Bor- Borgita. I don't know. It was something fucked up. Yes. So the madame brings... Um, so she introduces the gentleman to Borgita. And she, the madame is like, To be my son-in-law, you have to walk through my chamber of horrors. And so they walk through the chamber. And she's putting his hands into bowls. She's like, guess what's in the bowl? And he's laughing. He's like, oh, how long did it take you to peel all these grapes? And no, it's not grapes. It's... Um, a bunch of eyeballs that she removed from her imprisoned slaves. And then she goes to another bowl and she's like, guess what's in this bowl? Hint, it's long, wet, and slippery. And the guy is sort of like, I don't know, he can't really figure it out. He's trying to compose himself after seeing all the eyeballs. And then she lifts off the um, the sheet and it's intestine-like stuff. And we see how she got the intestines from some of the imprisoned slaves that she has and uh, so he sort of freaks out and he leaves and uh, she's like well i guess you're not supposed to be in this family and starts cackling so the daughters sort of step away from the party and uh, they are like you know we have to do something with uh mother you know we can't have her doing this she's a monster and so they sort of devise a murder plot basically they're like you know who would think that the grieving daughters would be responsible for their mother's death and so the madame interrupts them she's like get back to the party and then she tells her husband to tell bastien the man that ends up becoming the minotaur to uh, get some of the other slaves for something uh important and later on that night the madame has bastian bring down all of the daughters and borgita porkita chimichanga whatever her name is (laughs) she gets placed into they're all placed basically in um these um cages like the the other slaves are much like we've seen in a lot of the flashbacks to madame lalari and um porgita Burgita, she gets her leg broken as she's tossed into her cage and she's telling all of her daughters that uh they're gonna be imprisoned for a year to see if in a year they can behave or something like that because she knows about their plot to do away with the madame and then she goes to um chimichanga and she tells her on christmas morning i'll stuff your conniving mouth full of shit and that was the introduction to the episode So let's talk about this first because we have so much other stuff to talk about. So what did everyone think of this opening scene? And we already know what Darielle thought. So we'll start off with Cat's Meow. Oh, um, I was just like, like I said, I, I agree with Darielle. It was just really, I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't really, I, I like her scenes because Kathy Bates is a really great actor. But I hate her scenes because it just, it makes me uncomfortable as a black person to see this. And then 
the level of her being how the way she treats her daughters and her infatuation with stuffing someone's mouth with poo just really throws me the fuck off and that's not right like I, I don't get it like I just don't nope yeah like what the hell why like of all things like why can't you just stuff your, her mouth full of cotton balls or something like you gotta stuff it with poop like bye bye mm. I'm, I'm done <laughs> poor Kita And Deadly has been shocked into silence. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know, she's just pure evil. I mean, just, I, I can't, just like the, like one else said, it's just hard to watch. And you know what's strange is, uh, you know, later on, and when you see the scenes of her in modern times, and like you're trying to feel some compassion for her because she's showing some compassion don't feel bad for the bitch well that's what it is it's kind of hard for me to even like feel bad for her because then i just think about that opening scene i'm like oh no girl yeah it's hard to watch absolutely yeah it's i don't know i i could say kathy bates is acting the hell out of the role but some of these early scenes especially all in the 1800s are very difficult to watch and it's I'm so torn, much like Deadly. It's like, you can feel, because Kathy Bates is such a great actress, like that you can you almost want to feel compassion for the woman because she's, like, acting her heart out. But it's like, no, I can't feel compassion for this monster. She's the, one of the most vile women to ever exist. Like, ha- I can't feel compassion for her. She's just disgusting. To think, I mean, not that... how can I say this she's so disgusting that she treats anybody with the same uh, like hideous treatment I mean you would think that maybe she would have some sort of compassion for her own flesh and blood but it's like no matter who you are you're gonna get it if she feels that you deserve it so what a woman so let's move into the present day. We have LaLaurie ready to give trick-or-treaters some candy. And she notices her three daughters, Porgita included. <laughs> and she drops the candy bowl. She shuts the door and um, she's freaking out. So everyone decides to close all the windows because I guess they must think that it's trick-or-treaters or something. Because I don't know how putting the shades up is going to stop zombies. But they decide to do that. They call down uh, Spalding and interrupt his tea party. And uh, when they're all like, let's let's hide in Spalding's room. Spalding is like, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> and so uh, they take Queenie up to her room because she should be laying down anyway because she was just attacked by a minotaur earlier in the day. And um, then uh, everyone's sort of hiding um, Madame Lalaurie goes downstairs to get some ice. We have um, the neighbor, Luke. He's like, oh, you know, it's just a bunch of, uh, you know, kids acting up. Let me go set them straight. So he goes outside and he's trying to talk to these zombies and they're all frozen and not moving. And he's like pushing them and like, you know, trying, you know, putting its hand over their faces and nothing's working. There's a trick or treater that somehow r- randomly walks into 
the yard and he's all shocked and stoked and excited because he's like, whoa, these are awesome costumes and makeup. And then we flash to um, Marie Laveau. She's all levitating in the air as she's doing the spell to bring the dead back to attack the school and her eyes open and they're all white and uh, she uh, basically tells the zombies to commence the uh, their attack and they basically rip that poor trick-or-treater to shreds and uh, luke notices what's going on he's like oh shit this is this isn't these are children you know playing a prank this is some real deal right here and so he starts to run away but then he gets he gets an axe to the back right mm-hmm. that was an axe right mm-hmm. it was like i think it was like a rake or something or a hoe it was a hoe oh, <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was a it like was a, a dirty garden hoe. tool <laughs> it was a rusty hoe Yes. Okay, so he gets something to the back, which knocks him down, and then Nan gets all crazy, and so she tries to to help him. She rushes outside, and she sort of drags him to the car, and they get into the car. I don't know what they the, think they're going to do, because none of them have the key. And uh, the zombies sort of are attacking the car, busting the windows, and then Zoe comes out with pots and pans. Tr- you know, I don't know what she was trying to do. She was trying to, like, fricassee him or something. And she causes enough of a distraction, but too good of a distraction because they s- now start chasing her. And so she rushes into what, what I believe was Cordelia's um, greenhouse. And uh, now, you know, the, they're banging on the door trying to get in. Meanwhile, inside the house, Madame LaLaurie has gone to, into the kitchen to grab some ice for Queenie. And she sees Borgita, Porkita, Chimichanga out the window. She decides to open the door and she starts to basically ask for forgiveness. It's her penance and, you know, please forgive me. I know I did all these horrible things to you, but... You know, I didn't know any better. And then it looked like for like maybe half a second that she was getting through to um, Mexican taco or whatever we want to call her. Porquita, <laughs> chimichanga, <a> chalupa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that half a second disappeared instantly once Porquita grabbed her by the neck and lifted her up into the air. Because that's a whole lot of woman. And uh, we are flashed upstairs to Queenie. She tells Spalding, you know, she's taking too long. Go check on her. So he goes down. We hear sort of a bit of a struggle. Queenie jumps up like a Pop-Tart and heads to the door and she sees what's going on. There's a zombie. There's Spalding with like... Um, he, it's funny how Porkita also picked up the candlestick. <laughs> like, like mother, like daughter. <laughs> and uh, then the zombie starts rushing to Queenie. Queenie shuts the door. The zombie busts through. Queenie's trying to use her voodoo doll powers to, like, kill the zombie, but it's not working. And then, bam, we see uh, Madame LaLaurie come and use, like, a fire poker and pokes her daughter in the middle of her, I don't know, into her, like, her chest. And it finally subdues the savage beast. And uh, Queenie and uh, Madame Lurie embrace and then make love. 
<laughs> no, they don't make love, but they do embrace. That's what you call it. That's yes. ridiculous. <laughs> and so back outside, we see that the um, twosome Nan and Luke have left the car because Luke is like, I'm going to bleed out. I'm going to die right here. And Nan's like, no, you're not. And so she grabs him and they start running back into the house. But then he falls and she's trying to pull him. And, it's, you know, it's this whole thing with letting, like the zombies are like right behind him. And then all of a sudden there's a chainsaw. There's Zoe. And she starts going all army of darkness on their ass, you know, slicing them in half, chopping their heads off, cutting their limbs off and all that stuff. And it seems that she's gotten everyone, and Nan and Luke have gone inside the house. And, but then one of the zombies um, s- sort of startles her, and she's trying to turn the chainsaw back on, but it's not coming on. And so she trips and falls, and the zombie's about to get her. But then she lifts up her hand, and she says, Wait, what did she say again? Some she was speaking in tongues. No, know. it was it not. Was that something. was English because I subtitled it. <laughs> what is it that she said? She said, like, she all this like, back, um, go back um, to um, nature. Um, 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 <laughs> she, yeah, that's what it sounded like. Me. <laughs> that's <laughs> what she did. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. she said, Taco Bell. <laughs> she didn't say Taco Bell. Well, she should have said because what's pa- Paquito? Borquita. <laughs> Whatever. She got a fucked up name. Quesadilla. <laughs> exactly. Her name. Her name is Gordita. That's what her name is. Period. And then Zoe said Taco Bell because she saw. <laughs> That's what she said. I saw. <laughs> okay. She says she says something like go back to nature. I don't have the exact quote, but she says something like that and then it turns the walking dead into a motionless dead guy and it knocks Marie off of her levitation and she told her lieutenant or whatever you want to call her, I don't know what that was, but they got some real power in that witch house now. And so the next morning we um see that uh, they're cleaning up the mess from outside there they made a bonfire and burnt up the dead bodies the boy luke is uh, resting in the house and nan asks fiona what they're going to do with him and uh, she basically tells her that he can stay until he um fully recovers from his injuries so that his mother won't freak out so i'll leave this be at this moment because now things are going to converge with the other storyline and uh, combine into the finale of the episode so just talking about what happened at Miss Robichaux's during Halloween night with the zombies what did everyone think of this storyline and since we're talking about the dead might as well start off with dead Lee yeah well you know what I was telling you earlier I mean I love the zombie kills you know this a quick little uh, shout out to uh, the Rambling Dead, which I co-host, and uh, I'm a big Walking Dead fan. But I gotta say, those zombie kills were better than anything I've seen on the Walking Dead this year. I mean, I just love that whole chainsaw, um, the ones and a half through the gut. I mean, that was proper. I love that. You know who's getting on my nerves though is Nan. 
I don't know where she, what she thought she was going to do. I know she wasn't going to drive that car. All Nan could think is, I'm going to get hella laid. That's all Nan is whipped get by the dick. Yeah, she's getting, she getting on my nerves. It's, it's really weird because the ones that I I didn't like, I wasn't feeling uh, uh, Zoe and Cordelia before, but I'm digging them now. And then the ones that I liked before, Queenie and Nan, I can't stand now. Because Queenie needs to like, I don't, she's she's losing it. Her powers aren't aren't even doing anything. Don't even work against zombies. And she's Man, getting that, When she cut her neck open and all the dust start falling out in yeah, the and zombie. And then she's all cuddling, cuddling. She made me laugh so evil, hard. Even a damn Lalaurie. I mean, what you doing over there cuddling with her? I mean, if only she knew that she was taking intestines and eyeballs out. I don't oh. think you'd be cuddling up next to that thing. So yeah, you don't want to caress her waddle. <laughs> oh, I'm going Lord. to bed. I'm done. No, I'm gonna have to agree with Deadly. A lot uh-huh. of the characters that I didn't really care for, uh, in I guess in the beginning of the episode, I'm really starting to like them now. Um, Queenie just maybe her stuff don't work against the undead, so I let her pass on that one. But the fact that she was pretty much, I'm just saying you got Minotaur wounds, but bitch, like, you got to do something besides laying in the bed. Like, you got to do something <laughs> besides ask for Cokes. Like, I'm done. Next. Hey, hey, start- real, what's the thing with the Cokes on this show? What is know, it with the Queenie Cokes Precious. Like? Queenie Precious was doing what her, you know, doing what she does, laying in bed and shit with some damn. be involved in stuff before, and they made, Nan made her go lay down. They're like, you shouldn't stand up. You shouldn't be standing. Please, whatever. And then Nan pulled the, bitch, you clairvoyant. You clairvoyant, you should know what's going on. Why the fuck? Just let... Girl, you already know he's probably going to live. And the fact that he, A, brought you something to eat. He hooked it up. <laughs> and you, like, you saved him. And then the bitch... But he brought her cookies. Meal. He didn't bring she, her a meal. I'm, I'm just saying, though. Like, cookies is a meal for some people. But the fact that... Santa like, Claus. Bitch, like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that this bitch... When Fiona said it was okay for him to stay, she almost like fell on her goddamn face trying to hurry and get to her room. She get hella laid. She knew what the fuck was going on. She didn't have to be raving to see the future that she was gonna get some dick, regardless. <laughs> so <laughs> I like I'm gonna have to say Nan was definitely irritating me. Bitch, you're mm-hmm. supposed to know all. Know all your ass in that house. And forget about that nigga. There. Yeah, she sprung. She sprung on Luke. She sprung. She didn't got no dick yet. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever been sprung without getting no dick? Yes. <laughs> and the she speaks is, from experience. Dick is key. It's but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it play. I'm gonna let it play. Not used to guys liking her. Uh-uh. She said she get hella laid. Period. <laughs> I believe her. She said I get hella laid. So she already knows. She clairvoyant. She did her little raven motion. It was like, if I save this dude, I'm going to get dick. So that's what she did. <laughs> I'm going to get some dick. So. <laughs> that's, but I, I like it. I like it. Zeriel, what did you think of the commotion at the school? It was just too much. Like, the zombies. I was just scared somebody was going to die. It was so many suspenseful parts i agree nan is kind of irritating me just a little bit because she seems like she's being a bit selfish trying to get that d and they're about to die um i pretty much agree with everything you guys have been saying because 
it was it was a lot like this scene was definitely a lot to take in so after i calmed down i was like okay it's good nobody good is dying because i'm always nervous of a twist since american horror story likes to twist shit on you so i'm glad no one died in this scene okay so just yes or no for your answer did you think zoe would be the one to save the school dario no Cat's meow. Yeah, I mean, you, you had no choice but to see it that way because she was weak in the beginning. But I, I'm just saying, I still hate that bitch. And if she would have bossed oh. me the way around that she bossed other people around, she wouldn't be able to say good with nature because I would fuck that bitch up and then I would have saved the day. That was a long yes. Deadly, <laughs> yes or no? And oh, no, surprised me. Surprised me. <laughs> Okay, good answer. Yeah, I I would say that I did not expect her to save the coven. So that was an interesting uh, new power to develop at the right time. <laughs> so Speaking what of exactly powers, does the power entail? Like, I don't I don't get it. I would I would guess it would instead of reanimating the dead, um, unanimating the reanimated dead. Mm. That's still stupid. She got the dumbest powers. I get it. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about when she got kind of close, close in in that room or whatever before she went to find the chainsaw. <laughs> All I could think about, I'm like, well, try to fuck your way out of this one, you stupid bitch. Like, that's what I could think. <laughs> I'm like, good luck trying to, you know, good luck trying to sit on some zombies dick and killing them because it looks like you're fucked. No Ew. pun intended. <laughs> I'm getting so tired. Who's yawning? <laughs> Who's yawning? <laughs> no, oh. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> that creeps me out. That music. I love it. I did too. Okay, so let's move into another storyline that deals with a whole lot of powers. And so we pick up at the bar. Cordelia had uh, just received a whole bunch of acid to the face. And um, Fiona tells someone to call the police. She sees a shadowy figure in a cloak leave the bar. So they're at the hospital. She's waiting for the results from the doctor in the emergency room. The doctor tells her that it was sulfuric acid and that the acid burned through Cordelia's optic nerves and that they could not save her eyesight. Fiona obviously did not take the news well. She raged against the doctor. Lights of the hospital sort of flickered on and off. And uh, Fiona sort of walked away with um, a bit of, um, I don't know, just in a, like, um, just a sad and depressed state. This is where Deadly was saying, you know, it's kind of, the camera was foggy. There's a lot of fisheye lenses. Missy Elliott was in the background. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like I got what you want and so um, <laughs> yes. Nicole I'm going to bed fuck you guys <laughs> yeah. plus the big really recorded in the background exactly <laughs> and so she's sort of walking her way through the hospital and she finds the drug supplies she breaks in and she takes all of the drugs and a whole lot more and then she sees the same robed figure from the um the bar and all clad in black and um then this man 
in a diaper grabs her and is like, you didn't throw that acid, <laughs> but you might as well have. It was very weird. That was very weird. And so, Fiona Was this finds... before or after she raided the closet? For the... That was after she raided the closet, so maybe okay. it was in her mind? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because Diaper Man was weird. And so, Fiona... <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. Diaper Man. Fiona finds a woman crying. And um, it's a new mother. Her baby was stillborn. And mm. the doctors haven't even told her if it was a boy or a girl. She asks Fiona what her child is, or what her child was. And uh, Fiona goes, she's a girl. She grabs the stillborn baby. And... Um, she forces the mother to cradle it. She's like, hold her. Tell her she's your daughter. Tell her you, you love her more than the whole world. And uh, the mother, you know, she's, she um, hesitates, but she does as what Fiona is telling her to say. And uh, she tells her to tell her daughter that she'll always be her mother until the day she dies. And just as that, Fiona walks away and um, color appears on the baby's face and it starts moving making sounds and fiona has brought the baby back to life and uh, yeah so that was an interesting scene because we we've seen fiona be very cruel a lot you know very protective of the coven very um mean in her actions towards anyone that's not a witch and especially to those that are trying to take away her supreme hood but uh you know much like her reviving queenie and now her reviving this stillborn child we sort of see these pockets of um, kindness and warmth in her so uh fiona then uh, heads back to uh, cordelia and in comes cordelia's husband hank and uh, they get into a bit of uh, words, you know, basically, um, you know, Fiona's like, I know the truth about you. You're, you know, you shouldn't have been with uh, my daughter in the first place. You know, thank you that you couldn't knock her up. So she isn't tied to you. And um, he's basically like, you know, she's always hated you and all this stuff. And so, um She's she uh, Fiona tells him that he has 15 minutes with uh, Cordelia and then he can be gone. And so he grabs her hand and uh, he apologizes and says that he loves her. And Cordelia, her eyes, uh, are, you know, she may not be able to see, but for some reason, she's now developed this second sight, almost this sixth sense where I, I don't know how it works, but it, it was as soon as he touched her, so I guess maybe she has to be touched by a person, but she can sort of see uh, um, the experiences of the person that uh, maybe touches her, that she touches, and he sees visions of um, her husband um, hunching with the extra <laughs> hunch. Hunching with some extra hunch. The um, Kaylee, I believe her name was, in the hotel room. Um, yeah, she was like, that's not the kind of sex I'm getting. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I'm mad that they had to show that weird-ass sex scene again. Like, that was I another just, one the, of my horror stories. Sex and American stories. Horror Story does not go together. Did like, you see, like, every when he was sex looking scene at her? 
ever been in American Horror Story is just gross. Like in first season, is that how know, white re- people have sex? They just <laughs> always have like a weird mm-hmm. like they hunt with, saying, uh, with. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> the, the way that these people have sex, like they like they have sex like. Like their like their ass is wet or something like like somebody stinks. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like I don't know how to say it. Like they act like they act like something smells around them. And like, they're just, like let's just hurt. I'm hurting. Deadly's gonna die. You're I killing have, Deadly. I, I'm leaving this time. Okay, I'm taking your words. I, I'm I'm leaving. I'm just saying that the, go like, down to the bar and tell Huck we said hello. Yeah, they're just like let me hurry and let me dive and get in here really quick. Let me hurry and get out and have all this weird ass tantric fucking red string around my wrist sex like it's so fucking weird it's just uh they look like weird. so i mean you try to put it off on white people aren't you married get married to a white dude is that how he have sex i guess well sometimes he does have a very strange look on his face but <laughs> i'm i mean i'm not white it's when two white people get together and they have extra hunch like when him and i do it like it's different because you got my blackness up in that piece <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys, please explain you to got, us exactly how you have sex. You got two Anglo Anglo Saxon people having fucking sex, and they, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. But then again, like I came from an age where, when you watched a black comedy, like the sex was like there was some type of song going on in the background. It was fucking rhythmic, and it was it was just like you you thought you was in a fucking music video. Like you thought there was a music video break when <laughs> the people on American Horror Story have sex. They look like they're uncomfortable. <laughs> like it looks like either their ass cheeks, like in between the cheeks, is wet, and they're trying to hurry up and get down so they can wipe that shit up. Is <laughs> something not right? And when me and my fiance have sex, it's it's good. It's not looking like so. The, the way ass they, cheeks are dry. Basically. The ass, that girl, the the ass cheeks are dry. The rhythm is there, and he's not looking like he's about to choke me the fuck out. That's what that dude looked like. He looked like he was about to choke her the fuck out during sex. And it looked like she needed a wrap it up box. And on that note, <laughs> it's the next morning. And uh, they've just done the bonfire that uh, we talked about previously. And um, Fiona and Madame Lalaurie have uh, this sort of bonding moment where they basically talk about their daughters and how uh, they both were horrible mothers and they abandoned their daughters and all of that kind of stuff. And so um, Lalaurie says to Fiona, perhaps our shared tragedy will bring us close together. And Fiona goes, I doubt it. You are, after all, the maid. So the council shows up, happy bunch that they are, for their second trial in just a few days. And they list off everything that's gone wrong at Miss Robichaux's during Fiona's tenure. So they basically they sort of summarized the first four and a half episodes of the series. <laughs> and, you know, zombies, minotaurs, student missing, presumed dead, oh my. tea parties upstairs, all that stuff. And so they demand her to withdraw from her supremehood. And, um to uh, give the council the um, powers of the Supreme and uh, they'll sort of be ruling over the coven until the next Supreme um, rises. But uh, Fiona sort of um, does a counter argument and she claims that the coven wasn't under attack from the outside, it's under attack from the inside and that she knows who her true enemy 
is and it's Myrtle Snow. So in a flashback to her um, fisheye lens, uh, smoky camera, Missy Elliott adventures in the hospital, we see that she saw the face of the person in Mm. um, the hood. And it wasn't the green arrow. It was Myrtle. And Myrtle's like, that's ridiculous. She would never hurt Cordelia, that she was more of a mother to her than Fiona ever was. And Fiona sort of throws it back in her face, saying that Myrtle latched onto Cordelia because Myrtle could never have a child. And um, and then, you know, Myrtle's like, I never had a child because I dedicated my life to the coven. And uh, Yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> And then Fiona sort of takes it another step and she accuses Myrtle of killing not only of not only splashing the acid in Cordelius's, but of killing Madison. And so she goes, who is Jennifer Woolley? And um, so um, what's whatever Beverly Leslie's like, it's the it's the Veronica Lake character <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> I married a witch. And so uh, Apparently, Jennifer Woolley is the pseudonym Myrtle used when she checked into a hotel in New Orleans. Spalding found the room and inside found that um, Myrtle had like set up this weird like crime scene investigation of Fiona's activities with like all these uh, pentagrams on Fiona, and it was very um, like serial killer of her to do. And uh, the council's sort of shocked, and they're like, "Well." You know, why hasn't Myrtle mentioned to us that she was in New Orleans this whole time? And so then came the final piece of evidence. Fiona pulled at Myrtle's hand and takes off her glove, revealing that the hand was burnt by the same acid that uh, robbed Cordelia's eyesight. And so Pembroke, the quiet one of the council, was like, you give us no choice, burn the witch. So the decision was made. Myrtle stood up and uh, not for like to deliver a final argument or anything, but for like a speech that where she's like, you know, she spent her life swimming against the tide and she finally had found her place in the coven, but she was wrong. She wanted it to be over. And she said that she would probably go into the flames. Go ahead, burn me. And so then we see everyone head to this like isolated place. There's um, best scene ever. I'm sorry. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and uh, they tie her up. The um, albino men in black poured gasoline on her. And uh, then um, Fiona was like, do you have any fire final words? And uh, Myrtle goes, you're all a bunch of toads in a pot. Fiona slowly bringing to boil. You won't even feel it until it's too late. I'd rather burn than boil. And so Fiona shoot, throws her cigarette into uh, basically the direction of Myrtle and uh, Myrtle burns up in just a couple seconds. So back at the Academy, Queenie meets with Fiona in her bedroom and uh, Queenie has a question. She's like, you know, did I frame a guilty woman or an innocent one? And so then we flash back to when Fiona's giving her closing arguments and around the corner, Queenie throws her hands into she thrusts her hand into a cup of sulfur sulfuric acid right when um fiona grabs myrtle's um, hand and she reveals it and um queen is like i thought we were going to oust her and not roast her and so um 
Fiona gives Queenie a speech, uh, basically uh, sort of like a similar speech that she gave Madison when she decided to take her under her wing. And she's like, she she can feel that Queenie's getting stronger and that possibly she could be the next Supreme. Color Supreme. Exactly. That it would be a great thing because it would be the first Supreme of color. And it was interesting how she was like rubbing Queenie's face. But then all of a sudden when she took her hands off of Queenie's face, she was like rubbing her hands. Mm-mm. I didn't even notice that. I told I noticed that too, but I don't think it's because she rubbed her hands on Queenie's face. If you like pay attention to like her body language, she does that all the time. Oh, okay. Okay, well that's good to know cuz that was But thinking. it was fucking funny though. I did Man, roll off. She my is greasy time. looking. I would wipe my hands <laughs> like, Let me get this. Shut grease. up. Queenie Precious can afford white paper blotters, okay? <laughs> greasy, bro. Like, that's true. <laughs> And so then Queenie leaves, sort of feeling all strong and powerful. And, um. You're getting stronger. You're right. I know. And so. That then right there, that shit was fucking funny. So the way they squeezed her hands, her little fat hands together. Yes. <laughs> and so then we flash over to the attic, and we have Spalding. He's preparing for a tea party. And he's dancing around. He's got his boots on. He's got his all his stuffed animals and all these dolls. He's got his little negligee, nightgown, moo-moo, whatever you want to call it. And then he tries to... He's spraying air freshener because his new plaything is rotting. And so he tries to pull her out of this chest he has her in, her being Madison's body. And he tries to pull her out and pop her left arm, pops right out of a socket. And he's he gets frightened, which was hilarious. Then we cut to the area where the witch was burned, where Myrtle was burned at the stake. And in comes Misty Day. She shoes away some coyotes that are or wolves. I don't know what they are in New Orleans, but she shoes them away and she cradles Myrtle's head in her hands and she does her little thing and pop myrtle's eyes shoot wide open and end scene so what did everyone think of this storyline and uh, the episode as a whole we'll start off with dariel i loved it i thought the witch burning scene was the greatest scene I've ever seen on television. The music was amazing. The scene what was, was amazing. What was that song? Anyone get that real quick? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. What by, was it? Yeah. It's by Dr. John, and it's called Right Place, Wrong Time. How appropriate. Yes. I thought it was just all so, so random, but at the same time, it just all flowed together perfectly. Uh, I really don't like Spalding's storyline with the broading Madison. It's grossing me out, but I feel like it's it has its place. I just don't know what it's for. Um, Fiona was uh, really wrong for lying to Queenie Precious because I would be damned if she became supreme. I would have killed her first if <laughs> I thought she was really that. You make a whole lot of sloppy joes with her. Oh, would you say something uh. like <laughs> I feel like if you stab her, oil just comes up. <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to bed. It's called you, Olestra. It's called Olestra. <laughs> no, that oh, shit is called canola oil. That's what that shit is called. We're done. It's called bacon grease. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
That's fucked up. She's like, yeah, I am stronger. Girl, no. Like, you have a cool power, but everybody else seems like they're coming into their own and having all these new powers, and she's just cutting her neck open. Like, I don't know. Um, Let me see. It's very, very entertaining last half of the show. I'm kind of glad it went the way it did. I'm just excited to see what else is to come to kind of tie everything all together. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to lie. This was the first episode besides the, uh, the I guess, the beginning that I, I actually liked. I'm not going to lie. I definitely liked everywhere that it went. I'm glad that we didn't come back to the Frank and Kyle because... That's what I am kind of like. Where is I he don't have time. I, honestly, I don't give a fuck. With him because he, Zoe and his storyline, it bores me. And I like the fact that I, my homie, you know, Ronald McDonald cousin is coming back. I really appreciate that because that's pretty cool. But I liked the episode. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was awesome. I liked the way that they went with it. And it and it definitely left me on a point. I can't wait to see what uh, Cordelia is going to do because, child, my damn heart almost popped out of my chest when I saw what she saw about the nasty ass mm-hmm. hunching. I, I like almost fainted and doubled over. But I can't wait to see what's going on with her because you go, girl. You go. Yeah, I agree with you with Cordelia. I just love this new power of hers. I mean, that's I've got now. I like her. I'm just like, oh yes, girl. Find out, find out some things. And, exactly. Uh, and I kind of wish the whole uh, Myrtle Snow thing with the hotel, the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, we could have seen, you know, this episode could last a little bit longer because I wanted to see all that behind the scenes stuff, that stuff she wrote on the wall and stuff that went too quick. I wanted to see more of that. Feels kind of sorry for Queenie getting all buttered up by Fiona, and she's just taking it and and you know the whole supreme of color when we've already got Diana Ross and Mary Wilson. Yeah. Anyway. Boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Deadly. <laughs> yes. I forgot to see you think about that about Queenie and her. I am getting stronger, huh? A mess. I was pissed <laughs> off the fact that she even manipulated her like that. I was really mad. Yeah, so I'm getting a little mad at Queenie because, I mean, come on, girl. You were, like, the tough one to start things off. And maybe after that that thing hunched her, she's kind of losing it. But <laughs> And Myrtle Snow, I don't... If she, I hope to, if she does come back, I hope she comes back like a crispy chicken McNugget thing or whatever because she looks Deadly ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> but great. Overall, this is a great episode. My favorite one this season. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was outstanding. It was a hella entertaining ride. I couldn't believe that... Well... I couldn't believe they killed Myrtle, but I knew that she'd be coming back. Because she's the type of person that had to come back. Myrtle Snow could not have been dead. And with the woman that can resurrect people, and, you know, she knows where people when people die, so she just goes directly to them and brings them back. So I knew that she was going to come back, and it's interesting how Fiona is developing all of these enemies. She's got Marie Laveau, she's got the church lady next door. Now, you know, she's got whoever did that to Cordelia, because I don't believe it was Myrtle. And then now she has Myrtle that are trying to get her. So let me ask everyone, do you think, because I don't think it was Myrtle, do you think it was Myrtle that spilled the acid 
on um, Cordelia? Do you think it was someone else? Do you think it's someone maybe related to what her husband's doing? Or it could be someone because it was someone from the voodoo priest or something. Was. Who do you think, think it is? What do you think I it think is? I think it's that one guy. That Beverly Leslie. Yeah, I think I think it's him. But I, I know who you're talking about. I think it's it may be him because the person was a, a smaller person. Like I mean, all the funky angles he was or he or she were being filmed at, though. Because oh, I can't, you're right, you're right. I can't really tell their. Body he was in a Nas video. Oh, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I I'm feel done. like it might be. I don't know. Like I can't even think of who it could be because there's so many twists and turns. Turns. I don't know. Yeah, it's throwing me. I couldn't tell. I mean, I really was behind feeling the story that it was her. But then when Queenie was, you know, came out and, you know, it was her with her hand in there, and I, it, it threw me. But, um, yeah, I'm anxious to see exactly who it was behind the mask. It's not the Lone Ranger. We know that. Definitely not the Lone Ranger. It was a very good episode, though. I can't wait to see what they do next and what Cordelia is going to do with her new power. So that'll be interesting, and it'll be nice to see if she decides to instantly kick her hubby to the curb. So, yeah. So let's move into the spoiler section. So, listeners, if you don't want to know what's going to happen in upcoming episodes of American Horror Story Coven, I suggest you turn your volume down low because we're going to get spoilery. This is officially a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, the first thing I want to chat about is Connie Britton, the actress from (gasps) American Horror Story Season 1. She was asked about a possible return to American Horror Story, and she goes, I hope so. She told this to Rolling Stone magazine. I've actually have been talking to them this season because they're down in New Orleans and I'm in Nashville. I said, okay, let's see if we can try to figure this out. She says, I'm like, I'll put that on, jump on a plane and go to New Orleans. Yes, I would do that as long as we can figure it out with both productions I'm in. I hope it happens. She's in Nashville, Tennessee, filming the show that's actually called nashville on abc so it's nice to know that she is up for another um taste of uh, american horror story so we'll see if they they can actually figure it out and have her on coven no 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 No. (laughs) you don't like her she was i think she's really pretty i think she's an absolutely gorgeous woman i just like to really hear her speak and just watch her lips move when she talks I didn't really. I don't miss her as a as a character at all. It was just something about it. I don't know. I just felt like she was just so dry and just so, eh. But I mean, then again, like shit. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But maybe they'll breed something different into her and not her playing the. I, I'm fed up, but I don't know what the fuck to do anymore. Kind of feel, but <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, I like. I don't agree all the time, but I, I don't really miss her at all. I, I don't know what they're gonna do with her. Well, her role in the first in the first season was like that meek wife trying to repair her family. So I feel like if they put her in a stronger role, she'll shine better. Because she was kind of supposed to be weak in a way in Murder House. So now that it's a completely different story, they could use that 
you know, dry, kind of calm thing to her advantage. Like a well, sociopathic witch or something. I don't know. Something. I mean, maybe she'll play really good as a, as a witch or, or something, but I don't know. I just didn't really care for her, but we'll see. I'm, I'm open to possibilities. Well, moving on to some good news that everyone should be excited about. I know this isn't probably something that we weren't thinking was going to happen, but it is actually official now from FX. American Horror Story is renewed for a season four. So FX announced uh, this Wednesday that uh, American Horror Story will return for a fourth season as we all sort of, uh, mm-hmm. well, I, I don't know if we knew this, but it's official now that uh, Coven will conclude on January 29th, 2014, okay. and That's a new early. season. Hmm? That's early, oh my god. No, it's actually late. It usually ends it? in like mid-January. Oh, shit. And um, the new season is slated to begin in late 2014, usually in October is uh, when it's been debuting. And as we announced, I think a couple of episodes ago, Jessica Lang told BuzzFeed that season four would be her final one. So we'll see if that sticks or not. I know we all sort of had mixed reaction. A lot of us, I think, really wanted her stay and Cats Meow was the contrarian and was like, she can go. Oh, no, girl. <laughs> no, I mean, because she's so far, she's blending into almost every character so far. But I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm open. I'm open. Don't shut me out. I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what the next season is going to be about because this one was just so creative and well yeah. put together and well researched. I want to know what direction they're going to go with the fourth season. Like, I hope I they don't love... do nothing stupid like vampires or something. So I'm going to be really pissed off. No, I would love, and I've been wanting this since the end of season one, I would love for a season to be set in the 80s in a summer camp oh, run I thought by you were Jessica during... Lang. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, oh, it's funny you said that. I was just thinking Friday the 13th kind exactly, of stuff. Exactly, yes. with a whole bunch of horny camp counselors and yes. sort of Friday the 13th-ish. Maybe you can mix in Evil Dead or something with like some awesome. sort of book or something of spells or mm-hmm. something with, you know, I think it would be kind of interesting. I All I know is I want to say... see something in the 80s with the summer camp and Jessica Lang has to be like the camp counselor, like the owner of the summer camp. Or even um, they could play, they could pay homage because I see like they paid homage to Sam Raimi as far as Zoe coming out with the chainsaw and like fucking up a bunch of zombies and whatnot. That was pretty awesome. But they could also do a um, what is that t- teenage sleepaway camp or something like that? Sleepaway something. It's um to me, I thought it was better than the Friday the Thirteenth movies and there's a, a female lead in it and I thought it was pretty cool so maybe they'll do something like that who knows but I can't take no vampire shit so no if they do anything having to do with like vampires yeah or, I, the zombies I feel like were... where else could they go though like for in the fourth season what else could you go like never mind I'll hope it's about a cult like that would be pretty badass Ooh, that does... mm, no we already have the following on that I think that would be awesome I mean cause like I mean, you've you've done. I think cults are a lot of people's own version of something just scary. Like the fact that you know someone you know could be in a cult, they could be being brainwashed. The fact that they don't have control of what they do, like that, that's scary. But I mean, I'm open. I'm open. So yeah, just as long as your booty isn't uh, moist. <laughs> as long as your booty isn't moist. As long as your ass cheeks aren't moist. I'm telling y'all. Y'all know what it feels like to have wet cheeks 
don't think I do. Moving right along, (laughs) in other season four news, Kathy Bates and Angela Bassett have been approached to return for season four. So apparently Ryan Murphy told Entertainment Weekly exclusively that he wants both stars to return for season four. He goes on to say, I've approached them and they want to do it. That's very exciting when you can work with A, actresses you've always idolized, and B, those two are loving this season they love what they get to do kathy bates sent the writers a basket of plush toys all in the shapes of disemboweled organs it doesn't get any better than when an oscar winner sends you a grab bag of stuffed pancreas to say thank you and job well done where the hell does she buy a stuffed pancreas and stuffed google it i'm sure you can find it she's awesome she's sick in real life, do it, bro. Good grief. <laughs> Leave that alone. That's Marshall Levin's teacher. Oh, okay. <gasps> Marshall was everything. Shout out to Marshall. That means Woo-hoo. catch me. I was trying to replace you, Dario. <laughs> no, no. I, no, I, I miss Dario, but I, I like I missed having her opinions, but Marshall's it was just everything. Oh, like, he was with... fighting. He was fighting Catsmeow. That's Yes, why. he was. And, and I, <laughs> for some reason, I liked that. I liked the fact oh. that At first I was like, this, he got some nerve. He got some nerve trying to call me out. And then, I don't know. But I did miss you, Dario. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, her opinion's alright, but Marshall! Let me tell you about (laughs) Marshall. (laughs) Choke on a pretzel. I hope you do. I hope there's salt getting your throat. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. I'm going to totally think about you when that salt gets Chill. all up in my throat. Chill. Make your mouth. And on that note, we'll be back next week with a brand new installment of American Horror Story Coven. Well, actually, we are not called that. We're called Are You Afraid Coven? You know what I'm saying. You can expect a brand new episode every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific here on PoppyChuloRadio.com. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns by emailing contact at poppychuloradio.com please like us on facebook we have a like page and we have a lot of great pictures of upcoming episodes as well as all of the spoilery goodies that we chat about during the show as well as the stuff we don't chat about on the show because they're too spoilery you can find it there by going to facebook.com forward slash the letters pcr and the words are you afraid so that's facebook.com forward slash pcr are you afraid you can also like poppy chulo radio on facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppy chulo radio so co-hosts can you wish the listeners a great night meow can i can i i'm gonna talk of supreme that's what i'm going <laughs> No, you need a cheesy porchita. Yes, you need a porchita. With an extra side of punch. Oh my god. And And booty moisture. (laughs) With a nice cup of tea as well. Pinky's up. (laughs) Pinky's turned down. Bam. Don't forget your moo moos. Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night.